Sonia, alcoholic. Hey, Sonia. Hi, Zoomers. Hi, Genevieve. Thank you for being here and listening to me. I want to first thank Wes so much for asking me to be his 10 minute. I'm very excited to hear your talk. Um, so I have a sobriety date of June 27, 2019, almost at three years. And, you know, I have, I want to show you guys, I have a little notepad here of a few notes in case I get a brain freeze up here. And it, I was just thinking, I have this shiny notebook. And if I dropped it at the grocery store, if some innocent person picked it up and saw suicidal, homicidal, hallucinations, it would really be a 51-50 situation. Um, so... My story is truly Alice in Wonderland to Alice in Chains. You know, I, my parents were the best parents in the whole wide world. They did everything and anything for me, my brother and sister, emotionally, financially supported us in anything that we wanted to do. We were their primary focus. My dad was in the public eye, so we went to a lot of events and traveled the world. You know, it was a life of abundance, um, love, luxury. And I was very spoiled, entitled, sheltered. Um, the one thing that wasn't so perfect was my parents had a lot of violent fights. So that made me very kind of nervous and on edge at home. And I remember feeling different from all the other kids, just kind of detached and aloof. So at that time, I just channeled all my energy into school and sports. And this was to a very compulsive, unhealthy point where I had to be number one and top of the class no matter what. And this was the beginning of alcoholism bef well before I tried that first drink. So college was when I was introduced to alcohol and right away, I loved the effect produced. And you know, I thought what I was doing was normal, going and partying with my friends. Everyone else would go out drinking. That's what we did in college, study, go out and party. But when I look back, I wasn't like the other kids. My whole focus for going to these parties was not socializing. I would just go for the drink, sit in the corner alone, drink and smoke the whole night. Now that is not normal, right? Um, so again, graduated double ma major in two and a half years with honors. Um, and then I started my dream job in pharmaceutical sales. So that should have been a cue right there that I have a problem. Um, and, you know, right away, I was introduced to the wonderful world of prescription medications. And that took me to the next level. And, you know, at the same time, rose to number one in the nation. I was getting awards in front of 20, 30,000 people, you know? So from the outside, I had a beautiful life. I had the family, the friends, the success, the love, the money, you name it. But I was completely suicidal and crashing faster than a burning plane. 
Why is that, right? I mean, that doesn't even make sense. It's because I had alcoholism. I still didn't know it. I could not process information like a normal person. I had irrational fears. I was very sensitive. I had a lot of resentments. I had obsession of the mind with all my thoughts. Like one thing would stick in my mind and I would keep playing it over and over till the next thing did. So what did rock bottom look like? I got a DUI. I lost this wonderful job and career. I could not get back in the industry for another 10 years because of that DUI. I was offloaded from an airline an international flight for being too drunk. Uh, there's a stamp on my passport that says offloaded by airline forever. Um, I had multiple blackouts where I broke my ankle. I, you know, had complete pathological mental deterioration. And you would think that's the point when I made it to these rooms, but not yet. I still had another 10 years to go. And at that time, I was lucky to make it to rehab because that really stopped me in my tracks. Otherwise, I for sure would have been dead or in jail. And, you know, what I got out of that experience in rehab was, okay, now I know I can't get physically addicted to substances. So I did a series of self-justified relapses where I would drink, use for a few weeks, not for a few months, you know, drink and use for a few days, another six months, not drink and use. And I thought, I don't have a problem. And I went to therapists, psychiatrists, IOP programs in these 10 years. Um, and I decided what really is going to cure me and make me whole is going to be a good relationship. That, that's all I need. So needless to say, it was one disaster after another. And one that I want to mention really shows the delusional state of reality I was in. So I meet someone, fall head over heels in love. My parents, siblings were like, this is not the right person for you. So of course, I knew what would make them happy. I went to Vegas and got married. Brought him back home and my mom was crying for like three months straight. He moved in with my brother and I. And about six, eight months, I discovered that he was a full-blown heroin addict. I mean, he was literally in the bathroom six hours at a time smoking heroin. And I had no idea because I was so in my own alcoholism. So needless to say... I got divorced right when I found out and being of sound mind, I then dated him for another five years <laughs> because like I had to fix him, right? It was, I had to save him. So then about a year before finally making it to the rooms of AA, I started seeing a therapist who I really liked. He kept asking me on each visit, do I go to AA? Do I have a sponsor? So finally, I started to lie because I wanted to continue seeing him. And the last time I went in, I was high on some pills. And he didn't say anything about that. But at the end, he said, Sonia, I've worked with you about a little over a year now. And I think uh, there's nothing more I can help you with. So I got fired by my therapist. And 
the first miracle really for me was walking into these rooms, right? I really believe my soul was ready, just not my mind and body yet. And about six months of being in AA, I did my own program where I was still drinking because I thought pills is my problem, right? But something got to me, like the messages were getting through to me, even though I was defiant and blocking it away. And that's when the second miracle happened where I fully conceded to my innermost self that I have this disease, alcoholism, which is allergy of the body and obsession of the mind with any substance that alters me. It doesn't matter. You know, I've lost the privilege for any chemical relief. And at that point, I fully surrendered and became willing to follow simple directions. And that's when the third miracle happened where, you know, my relationship with God, I blamed him for everything. And I came into acceptance that everything I perceived as being horrible in my life was of my own doing. God was actually protecting me every step of the way. And, you know, at that point, I had a complete transformation, psychic change, and all the promises came true for me. And I've ever since been deep in the middle of AA. I talk to my sponsor every day. I've surrounded myself with a fellowship of friends in the program that mean everything to me. I do events, have many commitments, fundraisers. My day is, you know, pretty much AA is my priority that comes first. And, you know, to the newcomers, if I can do it, you can definitely do it. Just to start with, find one person that you relate to, feel comfortable with, fully surrender and be willing. And, you know, it turns out all the years of therapists, psychiatrists, IOP programs, the only team of professionals I needed were right here in these rooms. Thank you so much.